Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. This is Ronald Coleman, inviting you to radio's most dramatic half-hour, Favorite Stories. journeys once again into the inviting world of Charles Dickens. It's a journey I always like to take because I never fail to run across a few old friends. I don't know where Mr. Dickens found his characters, but I do know this. They're real people. They're people who have exciting adventures and have the most interesting things to say. If you don't happen to be a Charles Dickens fan, as I am, I have a feeling you will be after you hear this favorite story. It isn't the best-known novel by this master storyteller, but but it's one of the most intriguing. The strange old lady on the hill, Miss Havisham. The brutal but tender Abel Magwitch. The unfathomable Estella. And young Pip himself. These are characters you'll never forget. Great Expectations was chosen as the favorite story of one of the great actors of our century, Mr. Walter Hamden. I hope you'll join Mr. Hamden and myself as we listen to our radio impression of Great Expectations. Here's our young hero to tell you his history. Pip's my name. The record of my birth reads Philip Pirrup, but Pip's a good deal easier on the tongue. A small, cold, curious Pip it was, who wandered nervously among the markers rising from the flat, dark wilderness of the graveyard in the moor. An English moor, bleak, flat, and wind-torn. Hi. Hi, boy. What? It's to Laura, cut your throat. Tell me a right quick. Pip. Pip, sir. Now, look here. Where's your mother? There, sir. Under the stone. Is that your father, Longsard? Yes, sir. Then who do you live with? Supposing you're let to live, which I ain't made up a mind about. My sister, sir. Wife of Joe Gargery, the blacksmith, sir. Blacksmith, you say? Boy, do you know what a file is? Yes, sir. Get me a file. This iron cup of my leg ain't stylish. And you'll get me whittles. Whittles? Food! And you never dare say a word about seeing such a person as me. Fail me and your liver shall be tore out, roasted and ate it. Now, what do you say? Uh, I'll do my best, sir. I will, sir. Say devil strike you dead if you don't. Devil strike me dead if I don't. Uh. Where have you been, you young monkey? Tell me directly. I've only been to the churchyard. Churchyard? If it weren't for me, you'd have been to the churchyard long ago and stayed there. Who brought you up by end? You did. And why did I do as I should like to know? I don't know. Nor I. Bad enough to be a blacksmith's wife without being your mother to the bargain. Oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? It's gone. There's been a convict escape. They're firing a warning of it. Who's firing? It's from the outfit. 
And please, watch out. Out the prison ship. They're across the marshes. I wonder who's put in the prison ship. Why they put there? Questions. Questions. People are put in the house because they murder, because they rob and do all sorts of bad. And they always begin by asking questions. Now get along to bed. I had nightmares. I imagined myself drifting down the river to the hulks. I awoke trembling, for I knew that the man on the marsh was a convict escaped from the prison ship. I left my bed and made for the pantry. Then I got a file from Joe's tools in the forge. And in the half-light of the approaching dawn, I made for the misty marsh. Boy. Oh, oh, uh, yes, sir. Here I am, over here. Did you bring the fire? And the wettles? Yes, sir. Here they are, sir. You brought no one with you? Oh, no, sir, no. Where's Lord Virginia? Ah, pork pie. Yes, pork pie. Glad you enjoy it. Thank you, my boy. I do. Now to business. Last time he'd been back with Treggs and I in this world. Knock your boy when these is off. None other. For this day, never will be. Oh, and what's the lad to be grateful for now? It's Havisham uptown wants this boy to go and play there. And he'd better play there, or I'll work him, I will. Now, Pip, long, come along with you to the tap. You go to Miss Havisham's, you've got to be clean. Oh, Mrs. Joe, my ear. Wash him up. Wash him up, good in particular. Wash him up, I said. <laughs> Havisham's. Everyone for miles around had heard of Miss Havisham, an immensely rich and grim old lady who lived in a large and mysterious house. And why on earth I was going to play at Miss Havisham's, and what on earth I was expected to play at, I hadn't the smallest idea. Yes, Mr. Evans. Go in, boss. After you, miss. Don't be ridiculous, boss. I'm not going in. But, miss... Dark it is. Well... Come in. A strange room, strung with cobwebs. And in an armchair sat the strangest lady I'd ever seen. She was dressed in a wedding gown, as white as her hair. The mantel clock was stopped at 20 minutes to nine, and its hands were crushed against the broken face. The bride within the dress was withered and old, like some ghastly waxwork at the fair. But the waxwork had eyes which looked at me and lips which spoke. Who is it? Tip, Mom. Come to, to play. Come nearer, boy. You're not afraid of a woman who has never seen the sun since you were born? No, Mom. Do you know what I touch here? Yes, Mom. What do I touch? Your heart. Broken. Yes, ma'am. I'm tired, boy. I sometimes have sick fancies. And I have a sick fancy that I want to see some play. Play, boy, play, play. I... I can't, ma'am. Are you obstinate? No, ma'am. But I'm very sorry. I can't play just now, but... I just can't, ma'am. So new here and so strange. So melancholy. So new to him, so old to me. So strange to him and so familiar to me. Call Estella at the door. Yes, ma'am. Estella? Yes? What's it wrong? Come in, my dear. 
Let me see you play at cards with this boy. With this boy? With a common labouring boy? Well, you can break his heart, my dear. How do you play, boy? Nothing but beg him a neighbour, miss. Beggar him, then. Come, let's see you play. Take the cards, boy. What coarse hands he has. What sick boots. You say nothing of her, Pip. She says many hard things of you, yet you say nothing of her. What do you think of her? I, I, I don't like to say. Tell me in my ear. I, I think she's very proud. Anything else? I think she's very pretty. Anything else? Anything else, Pip? I think I should like to go home. I went again to Miss Havisham's many times. The room never changed. Miss Havisham never changed. And Estella never changed. Except to grow harder. Pip, do you think me beautiful? Yes, I think you are very beautiful. And I'm something. No more than ever, Estella. Now I slap you. Now I slap you, Pip. You corsed monster. What do you think of me now? I, I shan't tell you. Come here. You must kiss my cheek if you like. No. Don't you want to kiss me, Pip? Yes, yes, I do want to kiss you. I think I would have gone through a great deal to kiss her cheek. But the kiss was given to the common Smith's boy, as a piece of money might have been. And I was more wretched than ever. Not long after that, I was apprenticed to Joe. I didn't go to the big old house again. But I'd see Estella's face in the forge fire. And I'd hear her voice laughing at me in the wind running over the moor. Four years passed. And one Saturday night at our village pub, there was a stranger in our midst. Gentlemen, uh, gentlemen, your attention. Uh, I have reason to believe that there is a blacksmith among you by name Joseph Gargery. Uh, which is the man? Yes, the man. It's me. You have an apprentice commonly known as Pip? Is he here? I'm here. Uh, I'm Pip. To have a private conversation. Step right over here, mister. My name is Jaggers. I'm a lawyer in London. I, I bear a communication for your apprentice, which is uh, that he will come into a handsome property and that he is to be brought up as a gentleman. In a word, as a young fellow of great expectation. Now, you are to understand, boy, that the name of the person who is your benefactor remains a secret until that person chooses to reveal it. And that may be yours. Now, if you have any suspicion in your breast, keep it there. You must never question me. Have you an objection? Oh, no, sir. Good. Well, I think the sooner you leave here, the better. When you reach London, you can take a hackney coach and come straight to me. Here is my card. Goodbye, Mr. Gargery. Goodbye, Mr. Pip. Ah, this is a gay figure, Pip. A handsome figure. The village tailor has done well by you. I start for London tomorrow, Miss Havisham. Oh, I've come into such good fortune since I saw you last. And I'm so grateful for it. So you are adopted by a rich person? Yes, Miss Harrison. Not named? Not named. Ah, you're looking around for Estella. You'll not find her here. Gone abroad. I sent her abroad. She'll be a lady, Pip. Oh, I'm sure of that, ma'am. Hear me, Pip. 
I bred her and educated her to be loved. Love her pit. Suffer her taunts. Suffer them. And love her for them, do you hear? Savage. I'll tell you what real love is. It's blind devotion, giving up your whole heart and soul, as I did. I'm a tired old woman, Pip. You must go now. Come and see me when you can. Dear lady, how can I thank you? No need. Now away with you. To London, Pip, and fortune. Hamden's favorite story, Great Expectations, by Charles Dickens. London, only five hours from his village by fast coach, but to Pip, the Smithy's boy, a continent away, a new life. Well, here we are. Do you have any questions? Yes, Mr. Jaggers, I do. Do you know Miss Havisham? Yes, I know her. Who is she? May I know? I see no harm in it. Miss Havisham was an heiress. She fell in love with a certain man. All of 25 years ago, this happened to She idolized the man. The marriage day was fixed. The wedding dress bought. The guests invited. The day came, Piff, but not the bridegroom. He wrote a letter. Which she received at 20 minutes to nine? Yes, and at 20 minutes to nine, she locked herself up in that room. And Estella? There's always been an Estella. That's all I know. I settled down and applied myself so industriously to my education that for weeks at a time I was able to forget Estella. And then one day, I received a summons by post from the house on the marsh. Miss Havisham's house. Come in, Pip. Come and see who's here. Step up into the light, girl. Greet, Mr. Pip. Hello. It's Stella. Do you find her changed, Pip? Yes. And is he changed? Is he girl? Very much. Less coarse and common. <laughs> Go along. Talk together. Go into the garden. You must talk of old times. Go along. Well, Estella, remember this spot? You slapped me here. Made me kiss you. I, I don't remember. Not remember that you made me cry? No. You must know that I have no heart. That is anything to do with your memory. I won't believe you. It's not true, Estella. I have no softness in my heart. No sympathy, sentiment. We're to be thrown together. You must know what I mean. I can't love you. I can't love you, Pip. On my 21st birthday, I was invited to Mr. Jagger's house in Soho. It was a stately house, but bare and gloomy. I gazed long and hard at Molly, Jagger's servant. A woman of middle age, tall and pale, and the ghostly, ghastly image of a star. That night, alone in my room, I puzzled over this weird resemblance. What? Who's that? It's a pit. Is that true, Mr. Pip? Let me. Take your letter. 
You? What do you want? Oh, you're a game one, you are. A game one, Pip. And all growed up. All growed up and a gentleman. Now look at me and think. You. None else. You acted nobly, my boy, that night on the moor. The poor hunted Conway, don't forget. Even Magwitch never forgot it. How? How are you living? I've been a sheep farmer in Australia. I've done well, my boy. I'm glad to hear it. I make so bold as to ask how you've done since you and me was out in them shivering marshes. Well enough. How well? How well, my boy? I've come into some property. Could I make a guess at your income now you've come of age? As to the first figure now, uh, five. Yes, but... Ah. Concerning a guardian, some lawyer maybe, as to the first letter of that lawyer's name now, would it be uh, J? Or Jaggers? Good Lord. Yes, Mr. Pip. I've made you a gentleman. It's me what done it. I swore that time in the marshes I ever earned a guinea, that guinea would go to you. I'll make that boy a gentleman, I swore. And I had to come home, no matter the danger, to look upon my gentleman. Let me look on you, Pip. You mentioned danger. What danger? I caution, boy. Caution's the word. It's death to come back, me and escapes Conwick. Across the water, I'm as good a man as any... But they'll hang me in London if they find me. No doubt of that. You've asked to see me, Mr. Pip? You know that I have a visitor, Mr. Jaggers. A gentleman of affairs from another country. I know, Pip. He shouldn't have returned. And that Miss Havisham is not your patron. You should not have assumed it, Pip. It was her plan to hurt you as she'd been hurt. Estella was part of the plan. I know even more than you think, sir. Estella's mother. I found her. No. She's Molly, your servant. Bravo, Pip. I was afraid you'd see the resemblance. I defended her on a murder charge a score of years ago. Got her off. She had an infant child, a girl. Miss Havisham wanted an orphan girl who she could raise and love and save from her own fate. She's a good client. I arranged things. Molly's child became Estella. Mr. Jaggers, Mr. Jaggers, a message by courier from Newgate. Uh, Clark, here, here, give it to me. Uh, don't go, Pip. This may concern you. Magwitch has been found out. His presence in London is known to the police. Where is he now? In my rooms. We must get him out of England and on board a foreign packet boat. Otherwise, he's lost. He was a fool to return. I'll go with him. But my boy... Nothing remains for me in England. I have a desire to see the world, Mr. Jaggers. Listen to me, then. A small boat, unattended, will await you tomorrow at dawn on the Mill Pond Bank. The Rotterdam steamer draws anchor at eight. Meet it at Gravesend. Once aboard, Magwitch will be safe. Godspeed, Mr. Pip. That night, as we awaited the dawn, Abel Magwitch spun out the story of his life. Give it to you short and handy, dear boy. I've been done everything to, except Jane. No notion where I was born. I was a ragged little creature. Got the name of being ardent. This is a terrible ardent one, it says, the prison visitors picking out me. Never wanted to be low. What was I to do? A man's got to put something into his stomach. 
I had a little one in the old days, bless her soul. My woman made off with her. She killed a man, that woman did. Mr. Jagger stood up for her in court, which is how I come to know the gentleman. I never saw that woman again. They told me my little girl was dead. I made off. That was a score of years ago, my boy. A score of years. Suddenly I understood. Estella. This was Estella's father. The boat was there, and Abel and I were headed into the open river and out to sea. Past old London Bridge, past White Tower and Traitor's Gate, past steamers loading for Aberdeen and Glasgow. Well, if all goes well, Abel, you'll be free and safe again in a few hours. My dear boy, I hope so. But I came back to see you, Pip. No, I ain't sorry for it, no matter what befalls. I'll serve you, Abel. As you served me. I'll be true to you, Abel. Thank you, my boy. That smoke! Dead ahead, it's the packet! Hailer! Hello! And by four men in uniform, loomed up out of the fog to our right. Stop your boat! You will escape convict there! Abel Maverick, surrender! Surrender, or we fire on you! Pull around! Pull around! The packet's coming down on us! Suddenly I was in the water, and the boat had disappeared from under me. They pulled me into the patrol boat. And a moment later, Abel Magwitch was dredged out of the river. Abel. Abel, you're hurt. Is it bad, my friend? Bad enough, my boy. Bad enough. Here's your gentleman without me. Abel, listen to me. You understand what I say? I... You had a child once. Whom you loved and lost. I... She's living now, Abel. She's a lady and very beautiful. I love her and I'm going to take care of her. I... That's good, Pip. Pip, that's... Uh, Abel. Abel! Oh, Lord. Be merciful to him, the sinner. great expectations died. Abel's fortune was confiscated by the crown, and for 12 years I had not seen my village or Joe or that house on the moor where I first learned despair. Today I've come back to the moor, but the house is gone. Only the gate remains upright, standing desolately in the silvery mist. Estella. Yes, Estella. Come from the forge to play at beggar with you. I'm changed. I wonder that you know me. Only more lovely. You come back often, Pip? I've not been here since. Nor I. Poor, poor old place. What's happened to it? And to Miss Havisham? She died six years ago. Left everything to me. 
and she'd gone and the house torn down. And you, Pip? I've seen the world, Estella. Nothing in it matches your beauty. I've often thought of you, Pip. Have you? Very often. There was a time when I couldn't bear to remember what I'd thrown away. How little I realized its value. But now I've given it a place. In my heart. Your heart, Estella. Is it still closed to me? I don't deserve... Listen to me, Estella. A new house can rise from the old. Shall we build one, my dear? High into the mist. Where its towers will catch the sun. Dear. Yes. Yes. So ends our radio impression of Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. The favorite story choice of the distinguished actor, Mr. Walter Hamden. We had two pips. Pip as a boy was young Joel Davis. The grown-up version was Elliot Reed. Our thanks to all the members of the cast and to Claude Sweden for his score. We hope we have brought you some of the flavor and mellowness of Dickens on this favorite story. Do you like ghost stories? Who doesn't? We have a very famous ghost story for you on favorite story next week. It's Rudyard Kipling's strange yarn about a non-existent rickshaw which keeps rolling through the streets under the hot sun of India. The story of madness and of death. Kipling called it the Phantom Rickshaw. The eminent composer and critic Mr. Deems Taylor chose it as his favorite story. We hope you'll be listening. (laughs) 